Hi, this is Drew Ryan with American Majority, and I'm starting a new series on micro-targeting, precinct work, and a get-out-the-vote plan. Today I want to talk with you about micro-targeting and how you can do it on a limited budget for your campaign. There are a lot of consultants out there who will charge you a lot of money for something that you and a committed core of volunteers can do for your campaign. All you need is time, phones, volunteers, and Excel spreadsheets. I emphasize micro-targeting because I think it is one of the first components of a winning political strategy. For years, businesses of all sizes, but especially major corporations, have used it to find out what consumers are looking for and how they can tailor their products to entice consumers to buy them, even if the consumers don't need the products. And politics, like consumer-oriented business, has the same corollary. If you're a candidate, you must view yourself as the product and the voters as the consumers. You want to give them a reason to want you and then to buy you. If you do not create that relationship, you will not win. But how do you do it? In my mind, you can make micro-targeting as simple or as complex as you want to, but in the end, you must walk away with a certain amount of information regarding individual voters that gives you the ability to tailor your strongly held views to where they are at in life. If you are a candidate, there must be a certain amount of curiosity on your part. Who are my voters? Where are they at in life? What motivates them? What do they worry about? Do they vote? Do they own? Do they rent? It is this basic curiosity that fuels micro-targeting and in the end gives you a valuable tool that enables you to message, motivate, and mobilize your voters. So what are the basics of a micro-targeting plan and the steps you need to take to put one in place? Well, the first step in micro-targeting is formulating the questions. What do you want to know about your voters? In the end, you want answers to five to ten questions from each voter you contact. I would like to suggest a few questions to get you started. Does the voter you have contacted own or rent? Does the voter you have contacted think they are paying too many taxes? And if you can ask them, ask which ones they like least. What issues motivate them the most? Education? National defense? Is government there to take care of them? Have they voted in the last few election cycles, whether it's primaries or general elections? And if you can, ask them who they voted for in the last election cycle, both at the federal and state levels. And then ask them why they voted for the individuals they voted for. I would suggest questions be tailored to the seat you are running for. If school board, make the questions education-oriented. If running for city council, ask questions regarding government waste or city infrastructure. If for a legislative seat, the questions I listed above will serve as a good starting point. The bottom line in this equation is that you want answers to a few questions that enable you to know exactly who is in your camp, who might need some work, and who you can almost instantly eliminate from trying to reach out to. There is, in politics, a solid percentage of people who will never, ever vote for you. You want to know how many of them there are even before the election season begins. So the first step is the questions. The second step in micro-targeting is information gathering. What can you find out about individual voters without ever having to call them or knock on their doors? Is this information that you can get from your Secretary of State, your city clerk or your county clerk, on who is registered to vote and who is not? What about Voter Vault or Vote Builder? On these last two, keep in mind that one is a Republican Party project and the other a Democrat Party project. Both are password protected and neither is perfect. Though for people hoping to skip a few steps in building their own precinct-specific micro-targeting list, it might be a good place to start. But think of them simply as starting points. Both are imperfect, and you're going to have to do a lot of the work yourself to create a list 
that is customized for your campaign. The third step in micro-targeting is recruiting and training a committed core of volunteers who will show up several times a week and make calls or walk door-to-door -door on your behalf. You want people who are polite, who can communicate, and who can get answers to each question that you want answered. You want managers, whether that is paid staff or volunteers you know and trust, managing these phone banks and block walkers. I would suggest one manager for every six volunteers and that those managers are constantly checking to make sure the information being gathered is being taken down accurately. I cannot stress this enough. If you're going to take the time to micro-target on your own, keep good records. Names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, and the answers to your questions in a format that is easily workable. Obviously, your campaign budget will dictate how many phones you can have going at one time and for how long those phones will be up and running. But in micro-targeting, time is your enemy. Plan for months, not weeks, in which to micro-target all the precincts you need to win for the seat you are running for. Also, accept the fact that only 25% of people can and will be reached by phone. The rest will have to be contacted through other means, and the best vehicle for doing that will be door-to-door. -door. The fourth step in micro-targeting is setting up your calendar. Start at Election Day and work backwards in segments. If you were to have six months leading up to Election Day, I would commit the first three months to phone banking, working through every list you have and punching all the gathered information into your spreadsheets. The next two months, I would add the component of door-to-door -door work. How many people have you reached by phone? How many do you still need to reach by actually going and knocking on their doors? At this point, you are still phone banking, but you are also block walking with volunteers. The last month brings about a combination of several components, continued phone banking and block walking, but also voter contact. That is contacting both your voters and voters that are potentially on the fence, but care about the issues you care about and making sure that you get those voters on your team. You can do this in various ways. Very targeted mail pieces. I would urge you to consider the cost of this. Follow-up phone calls or automated phone calls that leave voicemails for your potential voters. As a side note to this, I would caution against using automated calls to reach live people. This is Microtargeting 101 from beginning to end. It's very simple, but it is the information gathering that is so critical to winning campaigns. If you want to win, you must do it. It will give you the ability to message to your voters, to motivate them, and in the end, mobilize them when early voting and election day roll around. If there is one commodity that each campaign would pay good money for at the end of the election season, it is time. If you spend the time doing your political homework, like micro-targeting, you will have a finely tuned machine entering election season, where your time is spent not creating parts of a successful campaign, but watching the pieces fall into place. In future podcasts, I will talk about hardwiring your precincts and a turnout plan, known as Get Out the Vote, two other critical components to winning campaigns.